0: Welcome to the Candid Christian Podcast, a weekly conversation where we candidly explore the areas of life that Christians often shy away from. No topic is off limits because I believe that God has something to say about every area of our lives. All right, that's enough talking. I'm your host, Kamara Dorsey. Let's jump right into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Candid Christian. I'm super, super excited for our special guest today. His name is Yusuf Shelton, also known as YS1 the first. He's a rapper, he's a producer, he's a teaching artist, and he reps Pittsburgh. He was born and raised in Pittsburgh, which is dope, dope, dope. We got a lot of great creative talent coming out of Pittsburgh, so I'm excited about that. Yusef, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing extraordinary today. Thank you for asking. Thank you also for having me on the podcast. I appreciate you.
0: I'm glad you were able to make it. So if you just want to, I introduced you a little bit, but if you want to kind of go more into letting the people know who you are, what you do, you know, as you go out through your life. Yes,
1: ma'am. Okay. So my name is Wise One Yusuf Shelton. The first really just stands for being the most genuine, authentic version of yourself. And what I do is I rap to a night purpose and I give people the tools to be authentic. Um, and I just do that through my music and through different organizations that I have, uh, that I partner with and so that's that's pretty much what I do. And then I'm from Homewood in Pittsburgh.
0: So today our topic is gonna be fatherlessness. And when I reached out to Yusuf, y'all, I, I didn't really know what we was going to talk about. I was just like, I don't know. I was like, we could pray about it. Like and we'll see. And I prayed about it and the Holy Spirit brought this topic to me and he said that it resonated with him. And I was like cool that thank you, Holy Spirit, because I know what to talk about. Um but I know that I wanted him on the podcast. So I guess just starting out, um, I'm big on defining things. So for you and kind of like how you grew up, what would you say fatherlessness looked like for you?
1: So before I go there really quickly um, and remind me of the question, if I get, forget that. So the Holy Spirit brought you that question. Um, and I was curious is that if you had any prior knowledge or understanding of like my story or anything, any of the things that I experienced, you kind of just get that directly from the Holy Spirit.
0: I did. I, I prayed, and the Holy Spirit was like fatherlessness. And I was like, mm-hmm. sure. Like, because for me, I was like, I yeah, like I knew about you because shout out to Brian Gannaway. He uh let me know. He he let me know that he was working on the actually the Ignite project with you. Um, and I was like, oh, that's dope. That's cool. And so I was like, sure. You know, let's let's um put some Pittsburgh talent out there and let people know about it. So, yeah, I didn't know about yeah, your background or anything like
1: that. Yeah, so. And since have you done any research or no, yes?
0: I, I definitely okay. have. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. Um I just thought that was interesting um that you said that. And I didn't have a problem with talking with of uh, talking about fatherlessness. I just think that um it was just interesting that the Holy Spirit brought you that topic <laughs> because I would know just a little bit of about, you know, not having your father in your life. So what was the original question that you asked? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say like just to define things cuz I know everybody has everybody has a different situation that they're coming from. So for you, like what did fatherlessness look like for you?
1: Yeah, I think like you said, you know, fatherlessness really could look like a lot of different things. It could look like your father actually being in home um and them just not being emotionally, mentally, spiritually available to you and then you not being able to really have like the psychological connection with you know, a male figure in your life and thus, therefore don't really have any guidance or really any real direction in life. And then also it could just look like not having a father figure in your life at all. Um, and in that case, like I was one of those individuals who just really didn't have a present father. Like My dad was like never even in the home. I actually never really had a relationship with my dad um, ever since I was a kid. Um, He's pretty much been in and out of jail my whole entire life. And so my experience with fatherlessness, it it was it was quite a trial growing up, not really having a dad in the home because it caused a lot of different identity issues and caused you to not really be certain of yourself or life or, you know, the way that you're supposed to live as a man. So mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And you touched upon identity real quick. And so I kind of want to go there because I was kind of thinking like, what, yeah, what are the issues that come up when you struggle in this area? And so if you want to kind of go like a little deeper into that, like um, identity issues come up and like what other issues come up when you struggle with this?
1: Definitely identity issues. And I think like, you know, that is where a lot of those other things stem from. So like it all kind of really stems from identity issues. But for me, you know, it was like behavior problems in school were mm-hmm. like or like a byproduct of not really having my dad because it was like I was acting out, looking for attention, not really understanding that like I was seeking attention. So like attention seeking is another byproduct. You see what I'm saying? Like those mm-hmm. are all things that just are derived from a space of like, man, like, you know, I don't really have any sense of who I am or where I come from or what my lineage or heritage is. See what I'm saying? So um, that and then, you know, like like really whenever you don't have that identity piece, you look for in different things. So I look for identity in females. I look for identity in sports. I look for identity in music. I look for identity, um, you know, in gangs and just different, uh, you know, friend groups and things of that nature. Those were all byproducts of me not really being sure of who I am. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. I'm glad you said that because I feel like a lot of Christian people, just a lot of Christian people in general, not just men, but women as well, like we do struggle with identity and then also to add on to that of like not having a male figure like your biological father present and that person is the person who really does bring identity and so i'm 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 thankful that you brought that up and that you were just being open and transparent about that um so when did you first realize that living without like the constant presence of your earthly father was affecting you
1: um i feel like I always knew that it like affected mm-hmm. me. Like even when I was younger, like I was never now I know I have friends where they like I literally just got off the com- conversation with a friend earlier today. Um, and I and and they were one of those individuals who like their whole entire life they've been on some stuff like, you know, I didn't have my dad in my life, it never really affected me, it never really bothered me, it didn't move me, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And like a whole time I'm like, I know what it's like to not have your dad in your life. So I just know even if like even if you didn't have like the emotional baggage of like, you know, feeling like you didn't have your dad in your life, there's still like neurological things that are off and chemical imbalances and et cetera. But um, I never was one of those individuals who didn't think that like me not having my dad impacted me. But I but I think one of the the moments where it really, really hit me the hardest as a child was whenever, you know, it was like bring your dad to school day or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was different different, you know, students who had their dads and they, their dad, one of their dads was a firefighter and the other one, he's a police officer and the other one, he does construction work. And this one does that one. And like, you know, my dad's not there. And that's where it like really hit me hard. And it's just like, dang, like, I really don't have my dad in my life. And I went home and I was like, mom, like, why wasn't my dad able to come to school with me? And she was just like, oh, your dad's in jail. And, you know, you know, and then I think that was around the time when my mom ended up telling me something like, "I'm your mother and your father," and so I kind of like looked to her for to play both roles. And so, yeah.
0: Mm. that's interesting that you talked about how your mom said she was she was deciding to play both roles because I mean, what other choice did she have? Um, and I guess how did that play kind of like a role in how you? Because you talked about like the way you would try to find identity in women, or like um, try to kind of find some meaning with women. Like, how did that? I don't know, how did that uh, affect the way that you did begin to approach women as you got older? Or if it did at all?
1: Well, I mean, if I'm being frank, like, I think, (laughs) I think uh, that it affected it heavily because, like, not only did I not have, like, my dad in my life, but, like, there was a point in time where, like, my mom was in my life as well. And I think that was, like, more of, like, really where, like, the female thing began to, like, unfold um because it was just like a now I'm like seeking for like um the validation of a woman and the approval of a woman and just the you know the me for for me to be able to confide in in, in females and so and it was and it was at a very very early age that I was like seeking this attention from women um and it and it, it really just played out in a way where where throughout my whole entire <laughs> 20-some years on this earth, it's like I've always pretty much had a girlfriend, right? Where it was, like, mm-hmm. hard for me to, like, not have a girlfriend. Um, and it hasn't been since, like, 2016 that I've had a girlfriend. But it was – that that was where it was stemming from. Like, it was – the root of it was, like, the fact that, like, I didn't have my mom and I didn't have my dad. And I was really just, you know, yearning, you know, that that love and that affection that you get from your parents. And I was just trying to find it in, in women.
0: Mm. Mm. So let's kind of turn it into like God. Like when when was there a point where you were like, I I just need God. I need something. Like girls ain't cutting it. Money ain't cutting it. Sports ain't cutting it. I need something. And I don't know what it is, but I need it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, originally I was raised a Muslim. So I was okay. never, I never really believed in Jesus, uh, anything other than him being a prophet. However, when I was 14 years old, I ended up moving to New Jersey um, and I got saved around the time I was 16 years old. And when I got saved, that's when I really realized um, that I needed and had a desire for God. And I realized that that whole entire time throughout my life, I was trying to fill a void. I was trying to fill a gap. And I was I was I was looking to insert money, insert drugs, insert females, insert clout or fame or sports, et cetera. And I think um once I realized that like the, the gap that I had in my heart from like not having my parents and not having love was really only a gap that God could fill, then that's when I realized, like, man, like I guess I do need something like way greater than myself or way greater than the god that I'm used to and and so then that's what I made um the that's when I made the transition and I think just really quickly I I think the reason why now um I'm so adamant and so diligent about you know being a teaching artist and about um, the program that that I helped to operate called Back the Purpose, where we teach the social emotional learning and we equip the students with the tools to be, um, you know, just healthy, well-rounded adults and citizens of society It's because I understand what it looks like to be a student, you know, not having your parents and not having that love and then looking for love and all of these different other avenues instead of like really getting grounded and secure in your identity and your purpose and the reason why you are here. And I think the way I was able to do that was through my relationship with Christ, where he became my father and in him becoming my father, I was able to grow and learn and heal and then get to a point where I'm now going back into schools and literally teaching the very thing that I was always broken about. Mm,
0: mm, That's good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And even just in the, because you talked a little bit about, like, you started to realize God as your father. Like, was there ever a time where you, like, struggled with that or you, like, wrestled with that? Because also you didn't mention coming from, like, um, being a Muslim and then being a Christian. Like, Muslims see God differently than the way that Christians see God. So, like, was there, like, a struggle with kind of, like, converting and being like, well, I didn't see God as a father before, but now I see him as a father but I also don't have an earthly father, you know, kind of like, where's like, I, the complexity? I think, and I think honestly, like,
1: it's still, is something that I'm working through and that I'm still growing through yeah. because like, I can't even sit here and lie to you and tell you like, oh, I, I completely am not even in that space no more. Like, like 90% of me is healed in that way. But like, there's still that 10% mm-hmm. that does exist where things do happen and it is stemming from that that emotion or that those 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 that broken inner child and um yeah the broken inner child piece is like i believe god now right like and it was a little bit difficult in my transition from becoming christian to uh from becoming muslim to christian um but but even more than that it was like all right cool now that i am a believer it's even hard just being a believer and looking at god as my dad because i didn't have my real dad And because my real dad might've did something like told me on my 13th birthday, like, Hey, I'm coming to get you. I'm going to take you to Splash Lagoon for, you know what I'm saying? For your, um, for your birthday. And then like literally never came to get me. So like that trauma Mm -hmm. is something that like I'll project on a God in a way where it's just like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm expecting him to show up for me in a way. And I know that he has shown up for me before, but there that doubt will come in because of like the negative relationship that I had with, you know, my earthly father. It didn't allow me to really understand what a father to son relationship even looks like. So I not I don't even know mm-hmm. the role to play as a son in that way. Um and I don't even know the role. I don't even know the guarantee of a father. And and how he's really going to deliver his word and how he's always going to have my back and how he's going to always come through and how he's always going to love me unconditionally, regardless of the what I experience in life or whatever I do. Like, I don't really understand that frame of thought. And it's almost too hard for me to believe that there's a God that's so big and a God that's so grand that, you know, whatever, whatever I do, he's just going to accept me.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. And I would even say that people who have had both parents in their lives have that same frame of mind of like, yeah, how could how, how could someone love me beyond what I am? Like when you look at yourself and you're like, how could someone love me beyond the the filth? How could someone love me beyond like the wretchedness of like who I am? And so I just thank you so much for just like your transparency and your candidness, because I believe that this is going to touch people who even had a stable home life right or somewhat of what they believed to be stable but we're all struggling through this because you know having someone in your life that says yes I love you unconditionally that's rare like it, it's rare yeah. right and so to learn how to to learn how to be loved is difficult and i think that that goes for people who didn't struggle with fatherlessness just to learn how to be loved unconditionally it's difficult yeah. And so i I would
1: agree like learning how to receive love like, cause a lot of some people are really good at giving love, but they don't know how to receive it. And other people are not as mm-hmm. good as giving love, but they can receive, receive, receive. And then there's just people who just really completely don't understand love at all. And I think, excuse me, that majority of humanity don't really know what real love looks like.
0: There are so many new and exciting things happening over here with the Candid Christian Podcast, and one of them is merch yes i decided to create a merch store because people were asking about hats hoodies shirts stickers all that jazz and so i thought why not it's about high time that i created a merch store for the people so you can go over to candidchristianstore.com and check out all the merch And there will be exclusive designs that will be available one week and then the next week they'll be gone. So it's best that you get it while it's hot, get it while it's available so that you can rep the brand and show more people all about what's going on with the Candid Christian and the conversations that we're having as a fam. So I'm super excited. Once again, it's CandidChristianStore.com. Check it out. Share it. All right. Back to the episode.
1: majority of humanity don't really know what real love looks like. Yeah. And and I really, truly do believe that there is a movement that's happening specifically in the city of Pittsburgh, where Pittsburgh has prior to this moment in the season that we're entering into and that we're in has been known as a season, a, a, a city that is very divisive, that is non-supportive, that, you know, it, it, it they they always backbite, you know, the people who do get on the forefront, you know, of 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 like, you know, success or whatever and and I think now that what's happening and the shift is happening in the city is that people are growing and learning how to love. People are growing and learning how to stand together in unity and in support and like really push for this movement of purpose and people walking in their identity and, you know, learning what they're passionate about and like us all banding together. Because what I what I know and I understand is that Pittsburgh is gonna be a region of light where like the light literally dominates the city and people from all over the world are going to travel here to experience the love in the atmosphere that is here, this atmosphere of creativity and and a shift and this move with all the Holy spirit that like is coming through the arch and it's coming through entertainment it's coming through all these different um other avenues and things outside of like the tra- tra- traditional ways. And so I know that um although we've had a lot of struggles and a lot of issues with really loving and receiving love and giving love before in the to understand that like the way and the direction that God is leading us into is taking us into a whole nother realm of like really learning to love and support each other as brothers and sisters in Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. And it takes me, into it just takes me into kind of what I wanted to um, talk about. Just like, as far as like I mean, if somebody's listening to this and you're not a Christian, I mean, I feel like you could still glean something from this. So, you know, don't check out when I start talking about, you know, for the church sure, and Jesus. Stay sure. with us. Because um, I just want to ask you, like, as far as like fatherlessness, how has your experience been with people who are Christians? Like, do you feel like people touch the subject or do they kind of just like be like, oh, you know, hush, hush, don't say nothing around, you know? this person because they might feel a certain type of way or do they like welcome the, the struggle or the wrestle that you're wrestling mm-hmm. with? So I think that,
1: I think that men are men. And so men will always tell <laughs> you, you feel me? And it's not that they haven't tried to step up to the plate and like, you know, and like help and, and guide and lead and, and mentor, etc. It's just that, it's just that, first of all, it was it's not really their responsibility to play the role of a mm-hmm. father in my life, one. And two, the thing is, is that, like, they may have some faults and some things that, you know, they're working through as a human being. And they're not really fully sure on how to play the role of a father, especially not in a way that I would have needed it. And so there has been those individuals who tried to, you know, definitely just like help me in that way as far as just being a, a fatherly figure or a mentor or older brother or whatever, a youth pastor or whatever. Um, but I just think at the end of the day, men always fail you. And so that's why I really so heavily rely on my relationship with Christ and like really calling God my real father, because I understood that huh. even when men fail you, God would never fail you. And, like, I understood that, like, even though, you know, like, your youth passion, might, because that's part of the reason why people who claim that they're not Christian don't want to become Christian or don't want to be in the church because they feel this thing of, like, you know, maybe I'm going to be failed by man. And it's like, my thing is, like, you are going to be failed by man every single time, every time that you depend on man. However, um when you put your faith in God, God will never fail you. And that was where I, that's how I was strengthening in my relationship with God. Because whenever men did fail me, I was like always heavily dependent upon God as my father in that way.
0: Mm. Mm. So now that you said that, I'm curious to know what have been some situations in your life where you really just was like, wow, God, like you really showed up, you showed out, you wasn't yeah. playing. And like, he was like, I am your, I'm your fa- like I'm here I'm I'll, your father like we got this I'll give you
1: an example I I give you a few but this is the one of the main examples right here. Um when I was in high school thank you Holy Spirit. <clears throat> wow. Emotion. So, when I was in high school um I was I was you know I was do I was very active. I was in the student government, I was a captain of a football team, track team, you know, like speech and debate, you name it. But I remember specifically that I had joined this speech and debate team and I was traveling, um, doing speech and debate in different middle schools, high schools, elementary, colleges, whatever. And we would go there and do these these speech and debate gigs. And, and, um, and I did speech, of course, I did poetry and prose reading where I would tell stories and, you know, pretty much just, you know, like piece together different articles and, and, and just deliver a message basically. And I would do the motivational speaking inside of my rounds and outside of my rounds. I would tell people my story. And then I would like also rap and I would just gather around a group of individuals, like, you know, group of high schoolers, and I would just be spitting bars. And and mind you, my junior and my senior year of high school, I made it to nationals. Um, and I remember when I was my senior year of high school, um, I was in Sacramento, California, and I was having this prayer conversation with the Lord. And I was just saying, God, like, if I could get paid to do this for the rest of my life and only do this, this is exactly what I want to do. Fast forward 10 years later, here I am Mm. with my organization and my partner, Marcel Johnson. Um, We have an organization called back to purpose where we literally (laughs) go in different high schools, elementary, middle schools, colleges, different establishments. And, we may share part of our stories um through motivational speaking, inspirational hip hop music um and 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 then we're we're getting paid to do just that, so it's like a dream come true for me, and then the other part of that is that like right now I'm an artist, I'm a full time music artist and entrepreneur and business owner, and that was all derived that was all derived from a space of like me working. A, a job. I remember in 2019, I was working a job and I was praying. I was crying out to God. Like, I know that this is not what you put me on earth to do. You gave me that vision back when I was 16 years old. How are we here while I'm mopping floors and I'm on my hands and knees scrubbing toilets? Like, how did we get here? And, um, and I would just pray out and I was cry out to God and pray. And he ended up delivering me in like 2020 from like working uh, like a job. And then I like went into like the entrepreneur realm and 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 he's been really really faithful to me ever since like he's really been taking care of me taking care of the bills taking care of all of my expenses all my needs um really just blessing me tremendously now to the point where you know I've been booked for gig after gig like in twenty twenty two, I believe I was booked like every other week throughout the year. Um leading into twenty twenty three where I just had my first live residency where I did a three day show. We had live band backup singers, dancers. Um, you know, Marcel hosted. And so it was it was so beautiful because it was like there here here we are again with that little kid who's just a boy, you know, who didn't have his parents who like God is his dad and God's like really showing out for him. So God's really been coming through for me in a lot of really faithful ways, man. And I'm 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 extremely grateful to really even just be alive right now because God's my dad. Because he's really, really like my father. And I tell people that, like, I don't care if you believe in Jesus or not. Like I'd like my story is as real as it comes. Like God was really my dad. And in times where like when I was living in New Jersey, and my uncle that I moved to New Jersey with died in a car accident. I didn't move back home to Pittsburgh. I stayed in New Jersey and moved around from house to house um, throughout my whole entire high school career, just standing on different people's, uh, standing in different people's houses and on their couches, you know, throughout, all throughout my high school career. But that whole entire time, God kept me. And I stayed there because I knew that I needed to develop myself as a, as, a, as a man of God and a human being and to like really like grow and like have these aspirations and, you know, want better for myself and not just come back to the hood and, you know, be another bum on the eve like just selling work or something. Like I just knew that God had more for me. And, um, so I stayed there, but he showed up for like, like he showed up for me in a mighty way to the point where I ended up graduating. And, And I was, like I said, in all of these activities, everybody in the town still to this day knows me and loves me. And it's just like, it was all due to god's just faithfulness to me the whole time the whole way through so yeah.
0: wow i i'm i'm speechless honestly because it's like god literally when he gives you a dream he's not playing about it like he's serious about it like it, he could have told you something when you were 5 years old if it was a dream from him it's going to come to pass and so i really just i just love the beauty of like the relationship that you have with god where he's like this is my son. I gave him this dream. Yeah, he might struggle a little bit, but it's going to come to pass. And I think that's really just a, that's an encouragement to people who are listening, who feel like they don't have that support maybe from other people, but lo and behold, you you have that support from God. You were talking a little bit about like music, mm-hmm. and I do want to move on to talk about your music just for a little bit before we mm-hmm. close out. Um, So you just dropped uh, an album called Ignite Live. You talked about that a little bit, your three-day residency where you had the the three-day show. Um, And you have a song called Childhood Mm.
1: Woes.
0: (laughs) And you bring up how your dad wasn't there. And then you mentioned like your uncle that you talked about. Um, And so if you could just take a moment just to talk a little bit more about how your uncle's presence in your life, um, how did that make a difference? Yeah.
1: Uh, First of all, Thank you for listening to the album. I genuinely appreciate it. Um yeah, definitely appreciate the uh the thoroughness. Um yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um so my uncle, you know, he played a significant role in my life. I think he played a role in my life where he did give me somewhat of a father figure and uh, granted, my uncle had flaws. He was an alcoholic. He, you know, was abusive verbally and you know, he he kind of just like he wasn't the best individual, however, he still just had a heart to want to see me succeed or want to see me thrive. Like more than anything, he always just drilled in my head. Like, I don't want you to be a bum. I don't want you, yeah you know I'm saying, to 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 just be another nobody like people in your family. And, you know, and I think also that was part of the reason where the the first brand even like derived from it's just because like I just Mm -hmm. understood that I had to be the first in my family to break these generational curses be the first in my family to really like walk in my identity and be as authentic as I possibly could be but um my uncle what he did for me because he didn't really teach me about God or anything but he gave me a space for me to learn about God he gave me the space Mm -hmm. for me to find who I am and discover myself and it wasn't for that trip and me going to New Jersey I honestly could have been like a lot of my other childhood friends did or in jail so so definitely grateful, uh, super grateful. I know my uncle's and heaven smiling down right now, but but I'm grateful for the opportunity uh, that he gave me to move to New Jersey.
0: Mm. That's awesome. So, just closing out, what encouragement would you give to anybody who's listening, who may be wrestling with the effects of not having a father in their life, like their earthly father in for their
1: sure. life? Um, man. What I would say to you, if you don't have your pops in your life or, you know, you 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 suffer from religious, not having your, your, your parents, uh, I would just say, like, you got this. You can <laughs> do it. Everything's going to be OK. And the best thing that you could do is learn your identity, learn where you come from, learn who you are. Because everything that you do is going to flow from a space of being secure in who you are. And I would tell that individual that you are loved and that you are accepted and that you don't have to tweak for nobody's approval. You don't got to do the most, that you could really authentically be yourself. You don't got to be super hard and keep up this war, this hard exterior. You could really just be you. Um, and, and, I, and I just want you to know that, you know, God is your ultimate father. He got your back. And he's never gonna leave you. He's never gonna forsake you. He's always gonna be there with you. And he is your source. He is your light in the dark times. He's going to be the thing that gets you through. Um, and also, you know, shameless plug. If you're in the city of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you know, we got a lot of different amazing events going on between me and my camp. Uh, we got, you know, my my boy Marcel Johnson, he has a show, a TV show called "The Freedom Experience Unplug," where he covers a lot of different variety of topics, but it's basically just a, a tool for healing and bringing people freedom. And then we're doing these events called "The Freedom Experience Unplug," where we're gonna start hosting live sessions where we can have these real, raw, candid, in-person conversations. So if you're a mom. I'm saying you got sons that don't have their dads in their life or if you're a student and you're just listening somewhere or you're in college or wherever um I think it would be intentional for you to come to some of those events. It'd be intentional for you to listen to some of my music because in a lot of my music, you could find me on all major streaming platforms ys one Yusuf Shelton Duff first um and as d a first um and and i and I think the reason why it's intentional for you to listen to my music specifically is because i know what it's like to be a nine-year-old boy without either one of his parents and in a lot of my music i'm speaking to my younger self and i'm giving him game and i'm giving you life lessons and i'm giving you those social emotional skills in order for you to develop into a more healthy well-rounded individual so that you could walk in your purpose and walk in your identity and become a better you and so like that is like everything that you will find um, with specifically in my camp, if you need like an active step for today, but then, you know, like even to that point, like if you just want to get, you know, somewhere in a local church or in a local men's group or around some individuals who believe in God and Jesus and the Bible, um, and, and really just like find out who God is for yourself. Cause <clears throat> that's what I had to do. I had to sit down with the Holy Bible and I had to say, okay, if you are this God, who's supposed to be my father and my creator. And you're this all in individual. I need you to reveal yourself to me. Show me who you are. And I sat down with the Holy Bible and I opened it up and God never fails me. I could do it right now in this moment. He's going to speak to this very moment of, of scripture. And so um, that's what I would say to anyone who's out there struggling with fatherness. I ain't got nothing else to
0: say. That's that on that. I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to join me, that we were able to have this. This conversation was, it was great. Uh, I just thank you for your transparency, your candidness. And I know that this is going to touch the heart of someone who has been struggling. This is going to touch the heart of someone who feels heavy. And I'm just thankful to you for your time. So, yeah.
1: Thank you for having me, Kamara. I genuinely appreciate you.
0: No problem. All right. Until next time, y'all. Peace. (laughs) Here at the Candid Christian Podcast, we're more than friends. We're a family. So we want to hear from you. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer or a situation that you'd like me to talk about on an episode, feel free to email me anytime at That's at gmail.com. That's Kamera, K-A-M-E-R-A, Shania, S-H-A-N-I-A at gmail.com.